Morning, Pastor Carl. Hey, baby. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you're joining us for the first time um, and you don't know us, I'm Pastor Cheryl, and this is... I'm Frank. It's <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Carl. Carl, and we're, we're husband and wife, just we in are case you're so. wondering why we're not wearing a mask. And we're so close. It's yeah. because we're one We are one Jesus, unit. Amen. And we're one flesh, wed yeah. and married in bliss. Yeah. Hey, welcome to uh, the first Sunday of the new year. I, I love new beginnings, don't you? Yep. I mean, I, I just think it's fantastic. But we, you know, this year's going to get better and better. going to be a little rough here at the start, a little strange, but you know what? Going to get better and better. And we're in some amazing transitions this year. We're transitioning. In four months, we're going to be in a new location. We really are. We're working on that right now. It's going to be so exciting. We're going to blitz the area. In four months, we're going to blow the top off of everything, and we're going to see a radical revival. We're going to see God touch this region in a big way. We're going to see thousands come to Jesus. Preach. Come on. Preach. Is that right? Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on. You got to say that. I believe that. I'm excited. It doesn't take much to get me excited, no, but doesn't. I'm so excited about this year because I just know. It uh, could be pouring rain and Carl could say it's a beautiful day. It's because there's a blue sky up there. If you pierce on through, there's always a blue sky. There really is. So it's just your perspective, right? Yeah. Amen. So I love New Year's, but this year's going to be a big year. This year's going to be a, a banner year. God's going to do so many great, incredible things in and through us. So I'm believing for new churches planted. I'm believing for just a breakthrough, uh, a harvest like we've never seen before. And I really feel like us transitioning out of this building, it's a big setup right now for such a thing. We didn't know. We didn't know this pandemic was coming, but I really believe we are positioned right now to move fast. We are positioned to move quick. We are positioned to, to make a transition. And that's why we started the year out with this sermon title called Pivot. pivot. It's time to pivot. We're going to pivot. And uh, so we want to talk about that. But uh, today we want to talk about when you pivot, the first thing you have to be clearly established in is if there's a pivot, then there is a foundation. If there's a pivot, then there's a fixed place that you operate from. And we want to talk about today celebrating foundations. I love the book of Ezra. Ezra is uh, the post-exilic uh, history book along with Nehemiah. And this is where there's restoration. This is there. there's recovery. This is where there's the rebuilding of the temple. This is where, you know, God's promises are coming into manifestation or seeing words of God fulfilled filled and they're coming into a preferred destiny and so these people are returning and they're excited Very they're excited. excited and look what it says the right at the beginning it says that he commanded me that this was cyrus cyrus he said god moved on my heart and he commanded me to build him a house at jerusalem which is in judah it's interesting that even pagan leaders and pagan rulers during a time of reformation even they have their hearts moved even god is moving their hearts towards to favor his purpose in the I earth think even in nehemiah when we talk about Nehemiah says he was roused by the Spirit roused, of God. Roused. Yeah. He says, the and Lord moved that. on me he by moved force. moved on me. The Lord yeah. moved on me. Yeah. So right here it says, with all those whose spirits God had stirred up to go up and to rebuild the house of God. And it's that word, Ur. Can you say, Ur? Ur. That's rough, man. Ur. I love that. And the word, Ur, that's right there. Stirred up is the, is the Hebrew word, Ur. It means to move by force, to rouse, to incite, and to stir up. Isn't that good? I love that they 
included that word in both um, both uh, explanations of going back to going back, build the foundation, both in Ezra Ur. and in the book of Nehemiah. Now there's an ur of the mm. spirit. It's the spirit. And my excitement is because the spirit is excited. The spirit is restless. The spirit mm. is excited, stirred up to bring incredible things into the earth. So these are great times, great times for us. And in this place, when they went back, they got all stirred up. And this was a gracious act initiated by a loving God. This wasn't a bunch of people who said, hey, maybe we should go do this. This was a response to the prophetic word from Jeremiah, and God moved Ooh. them. He stirred them up by force. They were roused I mean, by force. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I feel suddenly I'm, I'm compelled. can kind of see like, the hook of the Holy Spirit picking them up and moving them to moving a different dimension. To bring in place. the manifestation of God's mm. purpose for their day. Yeah. That same God's moving people today. Right yeah. now, you feel the ooh. You feel the 2021 ooh. You feel God moving on you because I tell you, in 2021, the glory of God is lots of fun. <laughs> Just made that up myself. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, and good. the glory is fun, isn't it? Yeah. So look what else it says. In, in chapter 311, it says, then all the people shouted with great joy and they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. I mean, the first thing they did was they established the altar and they began the worship experience to God. It was the first thing they did before they built walls and homes and all those things. They built the altar. They established that God is first. Establish that in this new year that God yeah. is first. Mm -hmm. Establish that in your life that Christ is central to everything you do. Your time, your treasure, and, and your uh, talent. talent. <laughs> Thank you. Your time, See, I listen your to your sermons. You do. You can bring them back to me. Your time, your treasure, and your talent. I mean, put that. God is first. And put that. Put your time. God, you're first. Put your talent. God, you're first. Put your treasure. God, you're first. I tell you, that is going to bless you. So that's they celebrate. They built the altar, but the next thing they did was they laid the foundation for the temple. And when they were done the foundation, you know what they did? They threw a party. Yeah. They praised God. They all shouted, woo! Foundations are everything. Hey, they are. I mean, we've built a few houses, and we've yeah. driven over, and we've looked at the foundation. And I don't know that I was ever that excited about the foundation. I wanted to move on. That's, that's just the foundation. Been. I'm the daughter of a bricklayer. You are the so daughter of a bricklayer. I remember, you know, setting the corners when the we were laying the stone. foundation with the blocks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I was at my dad's laborer. So you knew, and your dad told you, this is this important. important. We yeah. got to lay this straight, because we don't get this straight. Everything else Everything is else going to be off tilt. Yeah. And you know what? In the word of God, it says, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. So he's, he's the first stone, and everything moves off of that. So in your life, you put Jesus first, and then you lay the foundations. And foundations are things that you should celebrate. And we're moving into a time of incredible change and yeah. incredible transition but you know what when you've got your foundation established and stable you can pivot my house is built ready. upon the rock it's built on the rock i'm not on the sand i'm on the All rock the ground Hallelujah. is sinking sand you know you gotta stay with me over there All right, All right. <laughs> but when you're on the foundation your foundation is sure i mean that's a good thing i know when you have building inspectors come with you when you look at a house they look at the foundation you go what are you doing down there he says i'm checking out the foundation because you want to make sure your foundation is sure so we're going to celebrate foundations actually for the next couple of weeks we're going to talk yeah. about how to celebrate foundations in this time where the only constant seems to be change we must celebrate foundations mm -hmm. in this time where the only constant seems to be change we must celebrate foundations look at that see that 
That was last year, this time last year, we were see yourself here. I think I probably had a different expectation of where things were going to go in 2020. And so. uh, we were seeing 2020 going to be clarity, going to be these things. But you know what? I think 2020 did cause some clarity. 2021 did expose oh, yeah. foundations. It did. 2020, you, you really began to do, what do I absolutely believe? What do I trust in? And I love this what church. What has value because, in my life? Yeah, I love this church because, you know, our, our foundations were exposed and they're good. They're really, really sound, and they're really, really powerful. And I, I just love everything from our staff, our team, our leadership, and everything, and your faithfulness to support the ministry and our ability to serve other ministries and to give and to minister to the homeless. I mean, we, in a time of pandemic, we hired staff. We increased staff. We increased our giving in a time of a pandemic. So, And we're able to do that because uh, times may shift and times may change, but you know what? He's faithful, and we're faithful, and you guys have been so faithful, mm -hmm. and we're really, really blessed. But that was different, wasn't it, Cheryl? It was different. Different. So, mm -hmm. boom. We had this verse, Isaiah 43, 19, see, and that was their whole thing, see yourself here, see, see, I am doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. Now it, it springs, springs up. up. Do you not perceive it? Mm -hmm. What's perceive all about, Pastor uh, Cheryl? Just kind of not just seeing them, but having an understanding of what you're seeing. You know, I can look at you and you're like a human body and a person, but I can perceive you. I can yeah. have an understanding and a knowing of what I'm seeing in front of me. Yeah, you can just so be looking at something. It can be in the background, and mm -hmm. but is it actually activating your reticular mm -hmm. activating system? Mm -hmm. I mean, you like see all this stuff. I can look at the chair stuff. in front of me. You know, that's a chair. It's a chair. But I do, do I perceive? Do I have a knowing of the inner workings of that chair? How it got formed? Yeah. What the cushions are made up? Da 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 da. So God doesn't want you just to look at yeah. something new going on. He wants you to perceive it. He yeah. wants you to have revelation. Which means yeah. He wants you to have understanding. He's engagement. doing a new thing. Yeah. Engagement. Yeah. A new thing. Perceive. Become aware or conscious of something to realize and to understand to realize it and to understand. So that's a new thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, Peter uh, Diamandis, I don't know if I've said his name right, but he's written a book just in the last year and a half or so, the future is faster than you think. The future is faster than you think. And he said, in the next 10 years, we're going to reinvent every industry on this planet. I don't know about you, but sometimes I think I'm a pretty flexible person, but I, change makes me nervous. Change. And when I consider reinvent every industry in the planet in the next 10 years, you know, I, that makes me uh, not fearful, but a little bit uncomfortable. And, you know, I always think about, um, about change and being in ministry for 30 years and you know, would I be perceptive and would I be open to the yeah. change and the things that are God, God is doing? Because uh, 30 years in one church, you can have a bit of a founder's disease and yeah, you like you the can. way things are going. And I never want to like be found way. fighting against God and I don't, change. I don't like your new ideas. Don't yeah. tell me how to do things. I've been doing this for a long time. I know what works. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. No. But that was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That was the religious order of Jesus' time. When Jesus came, they couldn't recognize him. They couldn't perceive him. The new thing that came along when Jesus came, boom, they couldn't do it. Even John the Baptist who prophesied this is the one after a while, he couldn't see it. Yeah. He, he didn't get yeah. it. He said, are, are you the one or should I be looking for something else? So in these times of incredible accelerated change, God gets it. Yeah. In fact, God's in it and God's working in it. And you know what? The foundation is absolutely sure. We have an unchangeable God, but we have an incredible acceleration of change going on Which right is now. really important to know that we have the wisdom of God on the inside of us because then, you know, in, in the midst of, of change and that kind of exponential change. Um, you don't want to be at, at the uh, whim 
of every no. kind of thing that comes along. Yeah. But you really want to have the wisdom of God and be firmly established right. in things that are important and well, valuable. We're talk about some of that next week about church and community because yeah. it says that you uh, align yourself with headship ministries with the gifts that Christ has given and, and you're equipped and you grow and you're established. It says then you won't get blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And doctrine, it's dogma. Dogma. It can be truth. It doesn't mean it's necessarily right or wrong, but it's not for you. And there's times where you have to be grounded. And or not for now. Not for now. And there's times you got to be grounded in, in the season that you're in and know you know, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing as a community? Yeah. April, Rene, 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 Ryan, Ryan uh, 35% of the skills deemed important today will have changed in five years. 35% of the skills deemed important will have changed in five years. There's people who've gone to school for certain things and the thing you went to be trained in doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, things are shifting and changing. People are wondering, what should I take in school? What should I learn? I mean, I mean, where are things headed? You gotta know where things are headed just to, just to choose a vocation because things are shifting so fast. She also said this, I thought it was a great quote. It says, the pace of change has never been as fast as it is today. Just stop right there. The pace of change has never been as fast as it is today. Now listen to this. And yet, it will never be this slow. That means that the change that's happening today is the slowest it'll ever be yeah. because change is on an exponential curve. Mm -hmm. I mean, change is happening rapidly. And I know a lot of people don't like change. They don't understand change. But you know what? You got to be ready and understand change because things are changing. The, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Like you can, you can embrace change and embrace the wisdom of God and how to, you know, engage in the change for the good of yeah. his kingdom. Or you can be stuck on a past that doesn't exist it's anymore. Yeah. You know, David Lowenthal said uh, in his book, the past is a foreign country. Foreign country. So you can either be a foreigner in what God is doing today, or you can be a native in what God is doing today. It's true. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to initiate change for the sake of change. It's just the fact. Things are changing. Change. The only thing that's constant today is change. change. Mm -hmm. And you know, things are changing. So it reminds me of Len Sweet when he said, uh, and this book is 10 years old 10 or years more. Old, at least. He's in Carpe yeah. Diem. He said, yeah. leadership today needs to be able to turn on a dime. Turn on a dime. Which is so apropos for a whole idea yeah. of pivot, you know. Yeah, I'm sure Carpe Diem is like 20 years old. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It and he said that, that 20 uh, years ago. That was a prophetic book 20 years ago. 90% of the data, 90% of what we know has, has come into manifestation in the last two years. In the last two years, 90% of what we know. That means, that means 10 I years ago. <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago. Well, I mean, 90% of what we know. Things are moving that quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's not freaking God out. Like, mm -hmm. God's not like, ah, I have a hard time keeping up with this. Mm -hmm. It's okay. These are seasons of accelerated knowledge. Mm -hmm. I mean, it says, of the increase of my governance and peace, there'll be no end. So God doesn't want us to be behind the curve. He wants us to be ahead of the curve, even driving the curve. So we've got to so be a So the idea of pivot isn't a luxury. It's a necessity. You it is. To be able to pivot you got to be able to pivot. Exponential change. You got to be able to pivot, and a pivoting is okay. Yeah. How long does it take to hit 50 million users? There's a little chart here. It's very hard for you to see, but it's a circle of how long. And it's that website right there is where you can find it. But it shows how long it takes to get to 50 million users. This Let is, me give you just this. Just listen Ready? to this. This is crazy. 68 years, 50 million using airlines. It took 68 years to get 50 million users. 62, 62. years, 50 million using automobiles. Automobiles took 62 years. 50 years 
for 50 million using phones. Now, what's amazing is when we first went to India in 2000, Pastor Jacob had a phone, and he was the only one who had a phone within several blocks. Yes. And because he was the only one with a phone, if people knocked on his door and said there's an emergency, he would let them use their phone. And it was kind of understood that he kind of had the phone in several... He was the telephone imagine, booth. Imagine that in several blocks of yeah. thousands of people living, your house is the only place with a phone. That was 2000. I mean, I go over there now, and, and the pastors have three cell phones. I mean, they're, they're pulling out phones. They're all kinds of phones. You got a guy going down the street in an ox cart, and he's just got like a little loincloth on, and he's beating his a ox. Loogie. A little thing. But you know what he's got? He's got a phone. He's, he's driving an ox cart, and, and he's a got a phone. A, a loongi, something like I that. Know, but 50 million people took 50 years. 14 years for 50 million people to be using commute computers. 12 years for 50 million people to be using mobile I know. I remember phones. when mobile phones came that. out. I had uh, We had somebody work for a mobile phone company, kept on trying to give me phones. I'm like, I don't want to be that accessible. I don't want to be strapped to something where people talk to me all the time. How annoying would that be? I don't want any of that now. I mean, I, he could barely get the phone out of my hand. Now True. I got a smartphone. <laughs> I mean, I, I do more on my phone than I do with anything else. Yeah. And look at all the things you can do on your phone. I do my banking. I mean, I order food. I, I check things out. I check the, the scores. I can, I, you can, some of you are actually watching right now. You're watching this service on your smartphone. That's ridiculous. But 12 years to get 50 million users on mobile phones? Seven years, 50 million using the internet. Three years, 50 million people using Facebook. Three years, 50 million people using Facebook. Now, look at this. We're going to change the thing dynamically. Are you ready? It took 19 days for 50 million people to play Pokemon Go. It's crazy. How many you're totally into Pokemon Go? I Come on, admit it. it. I see like, that. I'm hand. already a dinosaur. I don't even know what Pokemon Go is. I, I know we've got, I know Viviana knows because her kids, they're totally into Pokemon Go. But like in 19 days, they had 50 million users on Pokemon Go. I mean, things are accelerating. We're no longer in years. It took 100 years for the Industrial Revolution to gain its footing and to, to be totally accepted. Now things are not moving in decades. They're or not centuries. moving in years or centuries. They're moving, moving in, in days. days. Things are moving in days yeah. so the largest population things group. go viral in like viral. less than hours well you look at you look at this pandemic it went viral uh, yeah i mean it, it took, took days for this thing to start traveling all over the yeah. world and the whole world is impacted by yeah. something viral but you know what I, when i see that I, I see that you know what that means that information if things can travel so quickly that means that you know what the good news of the gospel can travel really fast yeah. the anointing the power yeah. the transferable anointing of god i saw somebody on Online, just as worship was going on. And worship was so good today. I saw somebody online saying, wow, I mean, the worship is so strong today. Just feels so great. They could feel the anointing watching on a screen. Yeah. And I tell you, we're going to see the goodness of God, the power of God be transmitted in such a big way. And if you think 50 million Pokemon in 19 days, we're going to see billions well, I love what Impacted Jeremy wrote in by the, the feed. Kingdom. He said, one more year and 50 million people watching Impact Church. Wow. That's Jeremy, great. Jeremy, you've got some amazing goals, buddy. i got to accelerate along with you. Look at this. Population groups, all right? You might say big population groups. What are they? The number one population group, this is about a year and a half ago, stat as well. So, I mean, it's accelerated again. But 2.4 billion people are on Facebook. There is, there is one of the, that's the largest community in the earth today mm -hmm. is Facebook. Whether you like it or not, it's a massive, huge community. 
community. It's a community. There's no borders around it. There's, there's no guards that you don't have to go, you know, show your passport to get in. There are 2.4 well, billion people in a community. Censorship right guards. There, already there. Well, yeah, they got censorship <laughs> guards now. They got people telling us what we can hear and not hear, and that's just nonsense. Anyways, sorry. But then YouTube, you got 1.9 people on YouTube. Some of you people, you're watching on Facebook, and we're you're watching, watching on YouTube. YouTube, and these platforms, we're using these platforms right now to communicate to you. 1.9, 1.4 billion on WhatsApp. I think there's probably way more people on WhatsApp. I, at first, I got WhatsApp to communicate with our international yeah, folks because they were into the it way before we were. But WhatsApp is just growing and accelerating rapidly. But you know what the next people group is? China. But just under 1.4 million. India, just under 1.3. Billion. And I think billion. Sorry, billion. And, and uh, those are just rapidly increasing. So it's pretty, in, pretty incredible. But it's crazy to think that the largest population groups are not nations. They're not nations. But they're kind of social collectives. People, there, there are collections and connections that people are making that don't have anything to do with nations or borders. No, yeah. That, or or that, governments or anything no, else. And I know that freaks a lot of people out because they want to be protectionists and all those. And, and I, control. I get some of that I, I you know I want some of that some of this is kind of frightening how disinformation and nonsense can get shared so quickly but you know we can't be afraid of this and we, we need to be able to realize that things have changed and mm -hmm. uh, we got to be on board so pivot pivot is a fixed point supporting something which turns or balances the unchangeable in relationship to the changeable I love that so we can unchangeable pivot. thing in relationship to change that's the pivot when I think about pivot that's why I have a basketball you got here the basketball yeah I always think yeah. about basketball are you gonna show us your yeah. skills honey yeah I'm gonna show you my skills make sure you're in the camera there so so how does a pivot work in basketball how does that work so So they can't hear you, but I can hear you, so I'll, I'll do it. So when you bounce the ball, you can move, right? So you bounce, you can move. Well, that was, all right. But when you stop, you can't move anymore, except for your one foot, because you got to keep the other foot as your pivot foot. So that foot is absolutely, totally grounded. And if you need a new perspective, or you need to get past somebody, or you need to pass the ball somewhere else, you can pivot, and you can turn, you can change your perspective, but you are still grounded, absolutely, because if you move that, that's right, one foot's planted, the other can move, and if you move that other foot without dribbling, and you can only dribble once, if you start dribbling, it's a double dribble, but if you move your foot, it's called traveling, and you don't want to travel from the foundation, which is God. You don't want to travel from the foundation, which is sure. Christ. You want to be established in that, so we are going to be the unchangeable, but in relationship to the changeable. So Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord, I do not change. Uh, Hebrews 3, 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same. He's the same. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same, same forever. forever. And you know what? That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that great? I'm, I'm comforted like in that. It seems like such a contradiction where God says, behold, I do a new thing. I do thing, a new thing. Not, but then we have so much scripture that says that, his, that he does not change. And so what does that mean? I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. And you know what? God does new things. And Amen. yet he is unchangeable in his nature. He's unchangeable in his promises. He's unchangeable in the way he sees you and relates to you. He'll never stop being good. He'll never stop being love. I mean, what he is in his nature will never, ever change. Sure. But it doesn't mean that God can't do a new thing. Mm -hmm. God's doing new things. But here's the wonderful thing, that as new things take place, as new things unfold, as new horizons open up before us, we can embrace them with confidence because we 
know that we are prepared for the unchangeable even though uh, because we have an unchangeable God yeah. with unchangeable promises, unchangeable nature, and unchangeable character. James 1.17 says, every this. good and perfect gift comes from above. Every like not just some, but every good Everything and perfect good gift comes from him. Everything good comes yeah. from above. It comes from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation. variation. So it's not that there's no variation in God's giving of gifts, because he can give new, he can live in given creative ways, but there's no variation in his nature. There's no variation in his character. God is always going to be good. There's going to be no variance to his goodness and his nature like, and who well, he is. Get that in your yeah. head. Yeah. Because no matter what no the season, boom. To his nature That's or right. His so character. no matter what's happening out around us, God is still good, and God is still the giver of every good gift, and that's never going to change no matter what happens out here in our circumstances or in our world. The goodness of God is always able to penetrate and pervade in every situation, so He's God good is good. good. Forever. He's All good. Come Pastor on. Show God's good. And there's no variation. No, and no variation. Turning from, he I'm will telling never you, turn never. from his goodness. Yeah, you, so. you, know, I, you know, I can experience things and go through things in life as a human, and it will affect me, and, and you know, you know, you know, honestly, you know. if I'm really honest, sometimes things change my disposition and yeah. change my responses to things. But you know what? No matter what happens in history, no matter what happens in his creation, no matter what we do as his creatures, he never changes. Never. There is no variation nope. in his determination his to be good to his children. Yeah. That's so don't fantastic. worry that someday he's going to wake up grumpy and not like you. Don't worry that, that someday he's, he's going to start holding us accountable for our sin. It says he won't. As far as the east, east is from, from the, the west, west he's, he's removed, removed sin from you. From Done. Me. It says he will not treat you as your sins deserve. Oops, I changed my mind. I'm now going to afflict you because you're awful. I want like, to be more like God. And God, God keeps his word. Yeah. He's not a God who changes. You don't have to worry. You know, something. You might have friends. You might be in relationships where things are fickle. And I don't know if they're for me anymore. I mean, if if I don't live up to their expectations, they're going to leave. You know what? God's got no expectations of you. He loves you. He's nuts about you. You are worthy of his affection, and he is crazy, and he's never going to change his I mind about Hebrews that. I love 10.23. It says, God can be trusted to keep all of his yes, promises. He, can. he God is can a be faithful trusted. God. There's no variation. Isaiah 46, 9, 10, it says, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God. There is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. I know what's going on today. Trust me. I wasn't caught off guard on 2020. It's okay. He says, I know the beginning from the end, from ancient times and what is still to come. I know what's happened. I know what's going to happen. I know the beginning from the end. And look what he says. I say, my purpose will we'll stand, stand and I will do all that I please. All See, that I please. We got an unchanging so all of his God. doing is for pleasure. Come on. For his good pleasure. I will do all that it's I pleasing. please. Come on. Yeah. You know, and, and God's going to do what he wants. His purpose is going to be realized in every generation. But you know, the purpose of God unfolds. And it's current. Like God understands your Apple phone. He understands <laughs> everything today. It's like he's not stuck centuries ago. And what's going on down there? You know, God, God doesn't knows live in the, the dark ages. The you know, he doesn't. <laughs> he is totally, absolutely current. And you know what? And he knows the stuff you don't know. He knows the beginning and he knows the end. He knows the whole thing. And he's active in the midst of it, bringing about his purpose. Deuteronomy 8.3. Now, in Matthew 4.4, 4, I think it's Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus told the devil, he says, listen, devil, don't tell me what to do. It says, man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So you live by every word, every rhema in the Greek. It's every rhema, every spoken, empowered word. You live by every spoken word. If you live by the spoken word of God, it means you 
you have to be in a listening. vital relationship and listening and hearing what God is saying. My sheep hear my voice. But we operate and we walk by the word of God. Now, Jesus said it is written. Where was it written? It was written right here. It says he humbled you and he allowed you to be hungry and he fed you with manna, a substance, which you did not know. Say you did not know. You did not know. You know what? God brought them into That's this That's actually place. the definition of manna. Manna is, yeah. what is it? Yeah. I don't know. I, what is it? You I know, know. I, I think I, I sometimes think of manna as when it fell, you got to declare what it was. It was a creative substance from heaven that you got to say, well, what are we having today, mom? Uh, I don't know. Meatloaf. <laughs> and you got to speak to it. No? Because right. that's what it is. What is it? Next day, you uh, tenderloin steak. And you got to declare what it was. It came down. It was a creative miracle. And you got to declare what it is. I don't, that's just me. That's the way I see it. That's just In you. fact, that's my opinion. Don't go preach it. That was just my opinion. But I like it. All right. But here they were. They gave them manna. He said, which you did not know, which your forefathers did not know. You didn't know. Our forefathers didn't know. This is a new thing. Mm -hmm. It's something new. We've never seen this before. This is something new. And so that, look what it says. So that he might make you understand. He did this so that he might make you understand. Sometimes we're going through seasons, we're going through experiences, but the provision of God in the middle of that is always there. Provision of God is always there because he wants us to understand. I mean, God's progressive. That's the preceding word. Mm -hmm. It's not the word I had last year. It's the preceding word. It's the present word. It's a word that's current. It's a word for today. And God is current. And God, God's got words for today, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand by purpose personal experience that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mouth of God. It's the preceding word. And the connection is that the manna came fresh every day. Every day. And so, yeah. you know, the thing about scriptures is mercies are new every day. So yeah. there, there's an impetus uh, that we have to be engaged every single day. Every day. And be ready for New. the provision of God and yeah. the word of God and what he's speaking to us today. And so much more today in the midst of incredible exponential change. In exponential change, we can trust that God is speaking. He's speaking a current word, Amen. an accurate word, a word that is his purpose. And he's speaking everywhere. Everywhere. You know? He's speaking. I'm telling you. I love the verse that says, he shall make his glorious voice to be heard. Yeah. He's going to make his voice to be heard. Isn't yeah. that good? And it's a gracious, loving voice. And thank God that he's opened our hearts. He's moved us by force in the season to hear his voice. So it's the preceding word. So God wants you to be unshakable in a world that's in a constant state of flux. He wants you to be, look at this phrase, Pastor Cheryl, look at it. He wants you to be confident with change. Amen. He wants you to be confident with change. He doesn't want you to try to hold change back, doesn't want you to fear change, doesn't want you to worry about, he wants you to be confident in change because God knows the beginning from And I can he be knows. confident because he never changes. Never changes. My environment may change, the circumstances may change, but the goodness of God will never change. And here's His what never changes. Never change. He knows what's going on. Here's yeah. what never changes. He knows what to do. Here's He's what never changes. He is omnipotent, omniscient, powerful oh, God, yeah. and he is there. And, you know, so he's confident. ready in this season of change so that you can be confident where change is accelerating. You can be ready and confident that God is speaking a present, preceding word in my experience today where I'm literally advantaged in this season of acceleration because I got the God who knows it all speaking in my heart and bringing me understanding I'm what's happening today. That God is What's able going on in 2021, Father? He's going to speak it right into your heart personally 
and corporately, 2021, boom. He's it's got fresh manna for you. Fresh, fresh word today. Mm -hmm. So fresh word, the working knowledge. Joseph and Daniel, here's two guys that, that got ripped out of everything they knew and taken into a foreign world, taken into a, a culture that was radically different from anything they'd ever understood. But even though everything in their world changed, their foundations didn't change. And because they understood a covenant-keeping God, because they understood who their God was in a world that was messed up, immoral, corrupt, going sideways, ungodly in every way, they were able to be grounded and established in God, and both of them became redeemers in their world. Both of them became leaders in their world, but they were able to handle the changes that were even happening in their time because they were pivot. There was a pivot. There was a, a place where they were grounded in God. So when the change happened, when change happened, even in the world where they were, they were able to pivot based on the revelation of God. And they were able to take different ways and new opportunities and new positions in things because of the pivot, because they were established in God. And you're going to pivot in some big ways in 2021. Well, kinda, you know, a very different approach to change considering when, when you opened up with Ezra, it says when they built the foundations, the people who built it celebrated. Yeah. But those who knew the former things of Jerusalem they, they wept cried. and cried. Yeah. And because they were holding on to something they were holding on to the past. Yeah. They were thinking of the past. And mm -hmm. when they saw the foundation, they weren't happy. You know, that's when you're holding on to the past and you're stuck trying to cling to something that's going to fade away, I mean, let it go. Yeah, you've got a generation rejoicing and an yeah. older generation crying. And that's why Nehemiah said... Don't be sad. Nehemiah, yeah. the word was stop crying. Yeah. It says, the Lord's doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. It says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So Joseph and Daniel are great characters. Great to characters. Kind of illustrate the whole ability to be adaptable and change without losing be your transitional foundation. People and the ability to pivot time. in the time yeah. of transition and, and yeah. change. Yeah. So what is he? I want to just look at quickly. We're going to look at some covenant names of God. All right. Jehovah, that's uh, Yod Hey Vav Hey. I love that. That's mm -hmm. that's the name. That is the uh, it's the tetragram. It's the it's the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's it's the name. I mean, they it was too holy for them to even speak, but it was four Hebrew words: is Yod, Hey, Vav, mm -hmm. Hey. And as I we describe that. these names of God, remember these are the reasons we can be confident. Yes. These are the reasons that we can pivot with confidence, with courage, with agility, and with foresight. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. he says, "I am." Jehovah or Yahweh is I am your personal God. I, I am a covenant keeping God. This was the word is over 6,000 times in the scriptures. He uses Yahweh, he uses Jehovah, he uses Yod, Hey, Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. I just love that, you know? And the hey is, is the fifth letter of the alphabet, which is grace. Mm -hmm. And the, the yod is, is ten. And ten, it's, it's that little tag that's in everything. It's ten. It's in the center of everything. It's, it's the spirit of God. It's the, it's the breath of God in the middle of everything. It's the breath of God graciously being connected to the vav, which is the sixth letter in the alphabet, which is man, which is like a hook. And you see, when you look at the covenant name of God, it's God's spirit, his breath, connecting with humanity to manifest and wrap it up in his grace. It's his so nature. awesome. And that's yeah. what Christmas was all about. It was about the incarnation. But God became flesh and dwelt among us. God has forever spiritually connected himself with his creation. So it's, it's yod, hey, vav, 
hey, Yahweh, hey, Jehovah Jireh, yeah. Jehovah Jireh, Genesis twenty two fourteen, and Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, it's the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. In the mount of the Lord, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be yeah. provided. I love when David said, I've, I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous Never seen the bread. righteous forsaken And so truth. I can be confident that God is good and he'll provide and take he care is. of me. And in the context of this, this is where Abraham was told to go up the mountain and to sacrifice his son, to, to take the promise, to take the future that God promised yeah. him, to take the son, which was a miracle, to take that and be willing to lay it down before God. And when he went up the mountain and he was prepared to do that, suddenly there was, he Provision. said, stop, Abraham. And there was a ram in the bushes. Mm -hmm. Here's, listen to this now. Listen about progressive word. If he was unwilling to receive the preceding word of God, True. he would Good have point. rebuked that word and said, God said to me, to give and sacrifice my son. If he was unwilling to hear the voice of God, if he's unwilling to think that God's voice now is saying dif something different than it said a little bit before, if he's unwilling to see the, that God can proceed in a circumstance, in a situation, he would have just killed his son and said, no, that's not the word of God. That's the word of God. And you'd miss a whole moment and God, you'd miss what he wanted to do because God was just showing Abraham his heart, his understanding of covenant, and he provided a ram. And that's, that's why it's why so important that we have that, that story about the manna yeah. and about the whole idea of, of resting in God and, yes. and being prepared every yes. single day. Yeah, It's so true. Resting in God is, is so good because we rest in the promise. We rest in his faithfulness. And when you know him, you're always in rest. You're never anxious. You're never freaked out. What's going on now? What's going on? You know what? Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious for anything. God has this. He really Hear does. the voice of God. Not Hear once, it. but continually. So Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, and this is where they came into the, the wilderness and they're headed towards the promised land and they got there and they, they you know, they had no, no water, they had nothing to drink and, and when they got to the first uh, stream, they got all these cattle, all these livestock, they get to the first well and it's bitter. And like, I mean, this, this is no good. This will kill us. And so he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Say a tree. A tree. He showed him a tree. What do you think that's a type of? The cross. Absolutely. He showed him a tree. And when he cast the tree into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And then here's what the Lord said. I want you to know this. A covenant God. I am the covenant God. I am a personal promise keeping God. I am your personal promise keeping God. Here's what he is. For I am, I am. Jehovah, Yahweh. Yod, hey, vav, hey, I am the Lord who heals you. Not I will be, not I was, not somewhere down the road, but I am. Lord, can you heal me today? I mean, is there healing for me today? Are you the one that brings healing right now? I am. Mm -hmm. I am. I am. Not I will be, or I think it might happen, but I am your healer. Hear the I am speak to you right now. I am your healer. That's Amen. a covenant promise of God. He's my provider. He's, He's my, my healer. healer. Jehovah Nisi. This is where they were fighting the Amalekites, and Amalek is a type of the flesh. It says you'll be at war with Amalek for every generation. And so Amalek was a type of the flesh that always contained and tried to draw you away from the anointing, to draw you away from, from the unquenched uh, flow of his river in your life, to, to take things in your own hands and to do it yourself. I mean, that's a nasty thing. He said, I'll be at war with the flesh in every generation. And when you want to take your destiny in your own hands, that's Amalek. That's just wrong right there. And you see, it says, he built an altar and said, the Lord is my banner. And that was the time where they were battling Amalek and Joshua's down there fighting with all his strength in the valley just going for it. But you know what? His victory, he was winning and losing in that battle simply based on were Moses' hands up or down. Mm -hmm. 
It was all based on the hands of Moses. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd be going, I'm fighting my brains out down here, but my victory is determined on the mountain. You see, that's the lesson that God wanted to teach them, that you don't achieve victory, you receive victory. Mm -hmm. Anything that you need to realize, any victory that you need, it's already yours in Christ Jesus. You don't achieve it. You don't work for it. You don't try to qualify for it. He qualified it. Already, he's qualified you for every blessing to be a child of God. And you know what you do? You go, ha, ah, He is yod. the Lord Almighty, the he Lord is. of the army of, of heaven. He is yod, hey, vav, hey, your healer, your provider, and he's your banner. He's your victory. The Lord is your victory. Jehovah Shalom. This is where uh, Gideon, he comes, you're a mighty man of God. And Gideon's like, oh my goodness, if you're really God, I should be afraid. I'm going to be dead. I mean, oh no, what's going to happen? But boom, he said, look, peace, peace to you. Go in this, your strength, peace to you. You're a child of God. And he spoke peace to him. And you need to know that the Lord is your peace. Amen. And that gives you strength. A revelation of the Lord is peace gave Gideon strength to turn into that mighty man of valor. And he went and did incredible exploits because he had a revelation of God is peace. And what did Jesus say? My peace, peace I, I give to you. you. My peace I leave with you. Not the world kind of peace. It's a, it passes understanding. I've given you peace in every circumstance. And every heart. Paul said yeah, in Philippians that boom. the peace of God will guard your heart. It will mount up a garrison around Garrison. your heart. Peace yeah. is so powerful. Yeah. And that peace, peace, peace. You got God kind of peace. I love peace. this one, Jehovah Ra. Jehovah Ra. The Lord is my shepherd. The I Lord love is that shepherd. because it speaks to the intimacy of God. Yes. You know, when you think about a shepherd, he lives with his sheep. He travels yeah. with his sheep. He camps with the sheep. He protects the sheep. He feeds him, waters him, everything. And so that whole, this for me wraps up all of those things. So good. You Psalm know, because, 23. Yeah, because, you know, he's my provider. Yeah. He's my healer. Like if a sheep yeah. gets lame, the, the yeah. shepherd's going to take care of it. I can be at peace because I know that there's a shepherd watching over me. And so... For me, this whole idea of Jehovah Ra is so very, very intimate, right. and it does kind of um, encapsulate all of the, True. the characteristics of the goodness Psalm of God. Psalm 23, to feed, to cover, to protect, to guide, mm -hmm. to keep, Shield no matter what. Even if feed. you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, no matter. I can be in the presence of all kinds of enemies, mm -hmm. and instead of being afraid, I can sit down and I can eat. Mm -hmm. I can feast the on Lord God. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You think shepherd, about Jehovah a shepherd Ra. leading out a sheep into the pasture, there could be wolves and lions and bears and whatever. <laughs> Don't matter. And they can be... Peace because the Total shepherd's going to take care of them. Don't go out. There's don't go out. There's wolves out there. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about a thing because the Lord is my shepherd. shepherd. I lack nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed in every way. Jehovah to Sidkenu. Jehovah to Sidkenu. Jeremiah 23 talks about he is the Lord, our righteousness. He is my righteousness. I'm not standing in my righteousness. I'm standing in his. I and have as the righteousness because he achieved it exactly. for me. Exactly. It says Jesus has become for us wisdom, righteousness, salvation. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is my righteousness. What is the quality of my righteousness? It's the righteousness of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And he is a covenant God and it's covenant righteousness. These are all old covenant, Old Testament words, but these are words today that cross over in through the cross and we know that he has a righteousness. I love provision because it says he who gave his own son for you how much more will along with him will he not give you all things. things did he give you his son is yes. that a yes? yes is that a yes yes he did yes he did what does that mean along with him he will give you all things holy moly underline that one and memorize it I think that's yeah. uh, Romans 8 32 mm -hmm. one of the ones I memorized because it's so good all right Jehovah Shammah Mm -hmm. Jehovah Shammah says the Lord is there. It says the Lord is there. And there's something you got to know that the Lord doesn't come and go. That's where I get a little bit Amen. wigged out when people are, you know, let's get closer to God this year. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, did he go somewhere, Pastor Shelley? Where did he, he go? Left, I mean, yeah. oh no, is he upset? You know, the Bible says he'll never leave you, leave you or forsake, forsake you. you. I mean, he's I will always never, there. Never, never. I will never. not. It says three times. Yeah. I will not. I will not. I will not. I don't know about you, but when you say something three times, I mean, it's really serious yeah. stuff. So the Lord is forever present with you. In 2021, God is forever present with you. One last verse, Daniel 11, 32. The people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Yeah. And you so know really ponder these things. Think about these yeah. names of God. Think about um, the character and the nature of God and the fact that there is no shadow of turning with his goodness and 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 really mutter on those things. Mutter. Think about those things. Chew them over because it's from that place that you can have confidence in every season of change. Amen. You know, Things are changing, whether you like it or not. It's just, uh, it's just a fact, and it's accelerating. So the times they things are, are changing. changing. You know, a lot of the prophets are people who wrote songs a long time ago, and some yeah. of the movies you've watched. I mean, these are people that are prophesying things and transitions and big things. But you know, you don't have to fear any of that because God knows the beginning from the end. He's going to fulfill His purpose. Mm -hmm. But you got to prepare to understand that you can pivot. You can have that grounded place that you're yeah. in God. But you got to be ready to turn because He says, mm -hmm. "Behold, yeah. I'm doing a new thing." Do you? I've got a blocker there, so I have to pivot. Right. I've got someone at me there. I've got to pivot. You know, yeah. I, I I need to toss the ball, so I have to pivot, pivot a different direction. And you got to have a living, working, proceeding revelation with God, so you know which way to move, which way to turn. You yeah. know that when you pick up your foot, God's going to bring it down in a in good pleasant place. places, good places. All right. Yeah. Going to pray for you guys. Yeah. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. You know, listen, if you're watching right now and you've been concerned or you watch this later and you've been thinking about life, what's going on 2021, you know what? Get that covenant God in your life. Yeah. You know what? He loves you. He has removed every obstacle between you and him. You just have yeah. to accept that. He has forgiven you. He has healed you. He has restored you. He is your healer. It's not a miter. He is. That's what he is. He is present right now to restore you, to heal you, to bless Amen. you. If you've never done that, accept him as your Lord and Savior. It's a you good just prayer. say right now, Lord Jesus, I accept that you are a personal covenant God. You are my God. I declare you've forgiven my sins. You've healed me and you've set me free. And I can say boldly, I am a child of God. He who knew Amen. no sin became sin he for became me, that I might me. become the righteousness of God. Like that's done. That's yeah. past. He became sin for mm -hmm. me that I might become the rights of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's done. Accept it. Embrace it. He loves you. He's nuts about you. Hey, Impact Community, Wednesday night, we're going to have a live prayer meeting. We're going to be here again. It's going to be a live uh, webcast. We're going to do that. We're going to also have Zoom. We're going to do it on Zoom and try to bring people in and pray with us. So uh, we're trying to do some complicated stuff technology-wise, but so that we can all connect in fresh and new ways. But we love you guys. Love we're you. nuts about you guys. I went a little longer because Pastor Cheryl was talking. I, would, I didn't take up all the air time. <laughs> Yod, hey, va, hey, Yahweh, your God, your covenant-keeping God is with you. We're ready to transition in a big way. Great things ahead for us here at Impact Church. We're on a wild ride. A lot of information going to come up at you very soon about some of our transitions. But I'm telling you, get excited because God's got incredible, wonderful plans Amen. for us. Are you ready? Amen. We're going to bless them, Cheryl. You yeah. ready? We're going to bless them. Do you want me to? You do it. You do it. <laughs> Father, we just yes. thank you for Impact Family. Jesus. Thank you for everyone who's Boom. joined us live today yes, via Father. Facebook or YouTube yes. or who will watch Bless later. Just you pray the blessing of God Bless be manifest you. in their yes, lives. Father. We know that the blessing of God is always there. We yeah. just pray that we, yeah. we would open our eyes and see what God mm. is doing for us and that we could perceive what he is doing for us. So Amen. bless our family, Come Father, on. in Jesus' name. Yeah. And everybody said, 
Amen. Lay Amen. hands on your family. Lay hands on those near you right now. Bless them right now. Bless yourself. Prophesy of yourself. Declare this is the year of the Lord. It's a year of favor. It's a year of blessing. It's a year where 2021, the glory of God is so much fun. Amen. Bless you guys. Have a great day. Hey, don't, don't forget, go to the after show. Go to the foyer. Go there, and we want to talk to you. We want to see you. So go to the link, the VIP access link. Hit that button. Go in there. You know, if you don't have Zoom, you should have Zoom. Get your Zoom. And uh, we want to talk to you. I want to meet with you, and I want to see you there. All right, so God bless you guys. See ya.